0: Well, Can we see here? <laughs> we should be online. It says life. Hello right. everybody.
1: Her camera's on the side now. Huh? The camera's over okay. here, babe. <laughs> that way. <laughs> I,
0: I try to look, I look that way, but then then Miss Nikki yells at me for um not looking at the people. Uh good afternoon. I
1: think it's morning, but that's good right. morning.
0: I, I, I've lived a lot of life Afternoon already. I've been somewhere. My name's Ernesto.
1: <laughs> I'm Angie.
0: And we like books. It's true. And we, for the last 12 months, have come out here every month and talked about a book we read. This is our last book of 2023, even though we're doing this in 2024. Happy New Year, everybody.
1: Happy New Year.
0: How's your New Year so far, darling? Uh, it's all right. It's all right.
1: You were sick for the first week. I was
0: I so was sick so. for the first week. Yeah. And then the orthodontist told us we need braces <coughs> for a kid. Yeah. That's not a good way to cut the year. No. It's like, orthodontist person, you're mean and we don't like you. Not, not, not really, they're not mean.
1: It's not her fault. It's, it's not like her fault. teeth are crooked.
0: <sighs> <sighs> okay, so we read a book called uh, "The from the Gospel. This is the old school
1: cover. It is.
0: This is way back. This is like this is two house. covers ago the 90s one I think 1990 Um, not everyone um, loves this book really? there are uh, blogs online um, good old Protestants, good old what do they call those? discernment bloggers gotta defend the church from any hint of heresy thank the Lord for discernment bloggers I'm, I'm being really facetious they find heresy in this book? They find heresy everywhere. Well. <laughs> Those guys disorder <laughs> bloggers have no friends. They just have future blog posts against people they used to like. Oh, Sorry, I, I don't like these what guys. These people, these stinking new Calvinists walking around <laughs> with all their stinking quotes in their in their brains thinking, well, if you get the doctrine wrong, I got to be the one to tell you why you're wrong. I'm sorry, I'm a jerk. <laughs> no, people don't like no a lot of reasons. One, Brennan Manning is a former Catholic priest. Right. You know Protestants love to hate Catholics. Um, so he's a former Catholic. Catholic like because he was a priest who's not a priest anymore. He was defrocked. He was defrocked. Now I've messed up in my life. I have never been defrocked. Never been defrocked. I mean...
1: I mean, you were really frocked to begin
0: with. So. <laughs> I mean, i am kind you of been frocked a little bit. A little, a little, little, little bit, a little bit. I turned my watch up because I see it turned on in the thing. Um, so this guy was a priest. You, you and cause...
1: legalists don't like him because he's an alcoholic. He what? is a
0: recovering I... alcoholic. He is a battling alcoholic. Now, Brendan Manning's dead. Yeah. He died uh, years ago. And... Um, I saw him speak before he died. I drove across the country to, see, to sit at that old man's feet. I heard of Brennan Manning because um, when I was a young man, I followed the music of a man named Rich Mullins. Mm-hmm. Rich Mullins has been a substantial influence on my life. Uh, as I followed Jesus. Rich was one of the guys, I mean, some guys were influenced by Billy Graham, some people were influenced by who? Who Who? who people were influenced by? Billy Graham's a big one people. You had Mother Teresa? Yeah. I had Rich Mullins. Rich Mullins was a musician who embraced simplicity and poverty. Mm-hmm. And he was also kind of a dramatic fool, which that's my style, you know, being a dramatic fool. That's definitely how I I want to. When I go out, I want to go out like Elijah. Not everyone thinks that way. Not everyone thinks about going out. No. Like, I want to go out. <laughs> I want the charity to come down and take my body away and leave the stinking Back to the Future flaming tires on the ride. That's, that's, wow. that's the way to go. Um, Blaze of glory. So Rich was my boy. Yeah. And Rich died when I was in high school. When I was mm-hmm. 15. He was my first Christian album I ever bought was Rich Mullins. And his album, his band was called Rich Mullins and the Ragamuffin Band. And then Rich talked about, I got that name for that band from a writer named Brendan Manning. So I went to see this man speak. I have clips of that talk on our YouTube. And I watch later for YouTube. I have clips from Brendan Manning mm-hmm. that I watch all the time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Brendan Manning's writings and his uh, ministry profoundly influenced my life. Mm-hmm. I've read this book probably 10 times in the last 20 years. How many times have you read it, babe? Three, four? Uh,
1: two or three, probably. Two or three times.
0: Yeah. <sighs> Brendan Manning's written a lot of books, but he's only written, really written one book. He writes the same yeah. book over and over again. And I like the book he writes over and over again. Mm-hmm. All Brendan Manning does is he takes all his love of, of prose and poetry and story, and he takes all of that in him. All the gifting God gave him, and all it is is use it to, to tell people how much God loves him. That's mm-hmm. all, his only message. That's it. Mm-hmm. it. It's as simple as that. And you think, well, isn't that, a, isn't that wasn't that, good, wouldn't that get old? And it doesn't get old. Because mm-hmm. for the most part, most of us don't believe this. Right. I'm reading this again for the 10th time, and there are moments where I am undone anew. Mm-hmm. How can God love fools like us? I'm a good Protestant. <laughs> and a good Protestant knows, the best Protestants know, they are totally depraved. Mm-hmm that sin has broken every part of them. And when you understand how much of a sinner you are, you think to yourself, how could God love this? And that's the good news of Jesus, that right. he, he loves sinners. We still have this conversation. There was a song that came out called Reckless Love.
1: Yeah.
0: And a lot of the discernment bloggers love, love these guys, <laughs> love love trashing these... uh. Theologians love trashing them. No, but they're all like, the love of God, I wouldn't call it reckless. that's a, It's a little reckless of language to call love of God reckless. Jesus
1: is nice.
0: Listen, <laughs> the love of God is crazy. One of my favorite um, is verses, he says that Jesus talks about God's love, and he says, the, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. That is a crazy passage. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, let me say it in a different way. Um, the, kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of heaven suffers fools, and the fools take it by force. It means, means that God's family, God's world, God suffers fools. And us idiots, we blunder into the king's stinking palace and take a hold of the kingdom because he allows us to, mm-hmm. through Christ, us fools become sons and daughters. This is good news. Brennan Manning wrote a book called I Reckon from the Gospel. Um, so, the love of God, found in Jesus Christ. What's the writing style like, baby?
1: Um, it's a little, I think that some people might have a little trouble engaging it just because it's, it seems he jumps around from story to story, puts in, I mean, a lot of quotes, which I love cause it's like old thinkers and writers. And I was looking for the quote by Chesterton that calls, calls God's love, the furious love of God. And it's, um, but it, it can seem kind of all over the place, but he, I think what he's trying to do is just demonstrate that. From all these different perspectives, he always brings it back around to just how much God loves us and that we are all beggars and we are all equally depraved and equally privileged to be given this gift and um, in the grace of God, which is an expression of his love. Um, so I, I enjoy it because I like gleaning from all these different um, types of these different, I guess, perspectives and different types of wisdom. Um, but it it's not a it's not a, like a continuous narrative. It no. just brings in anecdotes and stuff.
0: It's not a treatise. I mean, Manning is like M- Mullins. Always called himself a Rich Mullins calls himself a quilter as a writer. Yeah. He would quilt these. He'd take like he'd get a line and hold it for years and find the song. Eventually, he'd make the line and use it for. But Manning is a quilter of yeah, writing. He quilts so. together all these things he's experienced and a, these powerful stories he's encountered, and he takes it all and he knits it together for us to just give us this impression, mm-hmm. to give us, just to try to break through, mm-hmm. to knock the rust off, to say, I remember reading his other book uh, called The Signature of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And There's a part in that book. I, remember reading, I was reading it on the the steps of Moody. I was reading on the, the chapel or the the, the dorm steps. And it said, "Like fall, Fall on your knees before the God you half believe in, mm. and that, that that simple idea, like the idea that you, the stuff you say you believe, you don't even believe all of it. Like you, you don't even you don't even fully embrace the things you say you embrace. And I remember just crying there on mm-hmm. the steps. Um...
1: This, I think that's part of why he he uses so many different types of anecdotes and perspectives because we all approach the love of God from where we are and it's different for all of us and he talks about whether you know whether you're you tend to be the type of person who tries to be good enough and who feels like God loves you when you're good and then that comes crashing down when you realize you're not or you know if you're the kind of person who feels like you could never deserve God's grace. He's like, it's all the same. None of us could ever deserve it. And it's um, whichever way you're coming at it. And that can vary by the day, you know, how we feel about ourselves. And he tries to just hammer home that how you feel about yourself is not what's true. How you feel about how God sees you is not what's true. You have to remember that there's something, um, that there's something unshakable under that. And that's the love of God.
0: I want to give you a taste of the writing style of Brennan Manning. I remember when I got this book, because again, Rich Mullins said it was his boy, so I went and got the book. And I remember reading this first chapter, this first word before. And this word before, I go back to this all the time. I read to you the first page writing from the Gospel. This is what it says. This is from this is Brennan Manning, writing from New Orleans. The Ragamuffin Gospel was written with a specific reading audience in mind. This book is not for the super-spiritual. It is not for muscular Christians who have made John Wayne and not Jesus their hero. It is not for academians who would imprison Jesus in the ivory tower of exegesis. It is not for noisy, feel-good folks who manipulate Christianity into a naked appeal to emotion. It is not for hooded mystics who want magic in their religion. It is not for Alleluia Christians who live only on the mountaintop and have never visited the Valley of Desolation. It is not for the fearless and the tearless. It is not for red-hot zealots who boast with the rich young ruler of the Gospels, all these commandments I have kept from my youth. It is not for the complacent hoisting over their shoulder a tote bag of honors, diplomas, and good works, actually believing they have made it. It is not for legalists who rather surrender control of their souls to rules than run the risk of living in union with Jesus. If anyone is still reading along, the ragamuffin gospel written for the bedraggled beat up and the burnout it is for the sorely burdened who are still shifting the heavy suitcase from one (coughs) hand to the other it is for the wobbly and weak need who know they don't have it together and are too proud to take the handout of amazing grace it is for inconsistent unsteady disciples whose cheese is falling off their cracker it is for poor weak sinful men and women with hereditary faults and limited talents it is for earthen vessels who shuffle along on feet of clay. It is for the bent and the bruised who feel that their lives are a great disappointment to God. It is for smart people who know they are stupid and honest disciples who admit they are scalawags. The Raglanford Gospel is a book I wrote for myself and anyone who has grown weary and discouraged along the way. That is how Brennan Manning writes. Mm-hmm. It is It um, is dramatic. It's, it's it's this weird close to poetry but not po- it's prose. It's poetry. It's prose, is what it is. Um, I love the way he writes. I love the bombastic nature of the way he writes. Um, I know it does have a very circular. When you read it, it's like if you are very lim- linear. If you're if you like Romans more than Matthew, you might not like this book because um, again, it's not a treatise. It's not a meditation on grace in the New Testament. There's a lot of scripture in here.
1: Yeah, there is.
0: But it's not a devotional book in that kind of way. It is a penetrating gaze into the love of God from Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Brennan Manning got married and he was defrocked as a priest. He ended up getting divorced because his alcoholism it kept coming back for him. He would write about it his whole life. He wrote a uh, biography called All His Grace. And he writes about the end, he he died in his addiction. It is hard to read about what happened, how his life ended. His book, All His Grace, if you love someone who's an addict, read the book, All His Grace. It will let you into the mentality, into the thinking of an addict. Addiction is a monster. Mm -hmm. But here's something we believe here at Flip City Church. Jesus loves addicts. There are people that we know who will fight certain habitual sins their entire lives. And they may never know freedom this side of heaven. And Jesus still loves them. Mm -hmm. Straight up. And some people don't like us talking that way. They say, well, if you relive Jesus, you'll overcome all the things. We don't overcome all the things. Some of the wounds in this life bleed until we die. And that sucks. But the thing is, our standing for the Lord is not based on our strength, our overcoming, our victories. Our faith is in Jesus.
1: I think that has broader implications too it's not just about addiction it's sin we are all addicted to sin like we all have those things that we come back to we all have those those weaknesses those faults and this hammers home he just over and over is like i think of the we were having a conversation years ago with some friends and you said to one of them god loves you and he doesn't fault you for being weak and he talks a lot about that in this book. That God's not surprised by our sinfulness. He's not. He's not shocked when we fall again. Like He expects that, and we get really like bent out of shape about it. He's like, "I love you the same as I did before, and as I will again and forever."
0: Um, I uh, I became Christian when I was. I started. I, I started hanging Jesus when I was fourteen years old. Um, I started. Le- reading about Jesus and following Jesus and praying to Jesus and listening to Jesus when I was a t- high school teenager. And I had a pretty good four-year run where I was a a good kid. <laughs> a good kid. I was a good kid. I
1: had a really long
0: run. <laughs> <laughs> um, and when you're a good, like, like, I when you're a good kid, when you're a good kid, mm-hmm. this wouldn't happen. You start thinking to yourself, I'm a good kid. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like God's go-to dude. Like, God loves me and uses me so much because I'm such a good dude. Right, right. And then I go to college and I blow my life up. You realize
1: you're not a good kid?
0: See, I wasn't a good kid the whole time I thought I was a good right. kid. it's all I,
1: illusion.
0: I had, like, there, was ar- there was arrogance in me. There was a little like uh, superiority in me. And I didn't know it. I thought I was the greatest. That was God's gift to deacon my high school, you know? What do I know? I'm God's gift to all those carry out. Ay! What's up, Zach? Whoa! Um... <laughs> But when I blew my life up and I had nothing to offer God, I got, I, 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 I got, I'm a schlub face sandwich. And God's like, you were a slub face sandwich the whole time. Mm-hmm. Learning to, like, learning to truly believe in the rest of the love of God is really tough to do.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's maybe, uh, I always say, one of the greatest gifts I have as a person is not, um, it's not preaching it's not casting vision the greatest gift god gave me is the gift of faith i trust his love for me
1: well he talks about that in the book too a lot of times we think that we're so great because we believe so hard or something <laughs> i don't know and he's like you we don't realize that that faith in itself is is a, a gift. gift like if you if you have been following him and and you start to feel pretty good about that, you have to remember that that was from him in the first place, too. It's not anything that we've done. It was his grace that gave us the faith to believe in his grace in the first place.
0: There's a story he tells of this lady. He's he's a priest, and he's at this little you know parish, and this lady's like, I, I pray... In the mornings and he's like oh I man i pray an hour in the morning i pray two, I, I pray an hour in the afternoon i pray in the evening he, he, he feels like i am a true prayer and you are not and then he as he's praying he hears the lord say to him you ungrateful turd <laughs> even the desire to pray is a gift and i've I, never forgotten that line whenever i feel full of myself i think to myself you ungrateful <laughs> turd like just this book is all it is is it's just a meditation on the love of god in jesus christ mm-hmm. and again the love of god it's not just this it is revealed in christ the cross of christ is the expression look like it's how we know how, how big god's love is mm-hmm. this is not a um a happy thought you know how when you, if someone's sick and face what they say send me yeah. Happy thoughts, of these happy thoughts? Send know. me best wishes. Positive. positive, send me positive thoughts. <laughs> um, so like that is a meaningless gesture. It's a meaningless gesture. If, if it's not real, I don't give a rip of the well of me if I'm suffering and there's, and there's nothing in the world to help me. The love of God is revealed mm-hmm. in God, the father giving his son, in the Christ giving of himself, in Jesus, for giving His Spirit to those who love Him, to empower us as we live in this life, like if the the, the the truth of Christ is how we experience the love of God. Without Christ and His Spirit, we don't experience this. It is a joy. It fills. It fills it all up. If you battle with self hatred,
1: mm-hmm.
0: if you feel. If you love God and hate yourself, you're missing a piece of the gospel.
1: Mm-hmm. And might, on the other side of that as well. Like, uh, you know, both sides of the same coin, really. But if you think you're pretty, <laughs> pretty good on your own and you kind of have it all together because, I don't know, because you're just a good kid. Um, you need to be reminded that you're a beggar, too.
0: <laughs> you're not awesome. And that's okay. And that's okay.
1: Right. That's the whole point we we need grace and if i mean if you don't need it i you know woe to you pharisees right like yeah
0: um we can't read the book higher and highly enough give it a read now as we bring this episode to a close uh, we've been doing reviews for the whole year people ask what are we doing next year well we're taking our book reviews off the church site because flit city church it's, it's it's not really a book club And it's not a lot of people in the church reading, and so a lot of people outside the church like the book club. So we're taking the book club, and it's like leaving the Flint State Church page. We've started a new Facebook page. We'll put it uh, a link it on the bottom uh, in the comments of this video. We have a new page called I Like Books, um, and we're going to be doing a little pod. We're going to be doing lives on that. We'll be doing a live uh, book review. Every month here on on our new channel, I like books. It's me and Angie together doing video podcasts, and we'll be doing new format as we go forward. Um, and uh, in January, I know we're already in January, but we're in late. But end of January, we're going to do uh, um, our top five books of all time, nonfiction. No fiction. Our top five fiction of all time. That's going to come in January. And for February, for our first book we're reading together, what's our first book? That we read oh, February goodness. B. I know we should have chosen this know. before. I was thinking. I was reading this was one, baby. It's a book about thinking. Is that lame? No. Okay. <laughs> it's a book called The Evangelical Imagination.
1: That's, that's big, though.
0: But well, we got two months to read it. It's only like.
1: Yeah, a month and
0: a half. That's fine. Oh, that's like 250 pages. I want to read this one, though okay so we're gonna read a book for end of february we're gonna read the evangelical imagination by karen swallow prior it's a book about story metaphor images i love story i love thinking i love being smart i know christians get a (laughs) stinking bad rap for not being creative or intelligent and we're not but still we're trying to get better so we're gonna read a book about being creative and intelligent and thoughtful um, as believers in Christ, and our, we love story, we love imagery, we love these things. So, that's going to be our book for February. So, if you want to grab this book and read it for our next um, February book review, grab it, start reading. We'll be, we'll be putting up um, on the new I Like Books site, we'll be putting up little chapter reviews every few weeks. So, read along with us. It's going to be a great book to read together. And uh, we invite you to come on over to the new channel, I Like Books, where Angie and I will be doing monthly live streams. And we'll even have a consistent time we air it. So we'll get that all hammered out. out. We'll put, you'll, you'll know in advance what's coming out. So we're going to be keeping the book reviews alive. You know why? Because we like books. We like books. <laughs> we like books. We like books. We like reading. And we're going to do some fiction. We're going to do some nonfiction, And we'll also do some fiction this year, too. We'll do some stories. Either the Christie this year. or the murder mystery. Whoop, whoop. Jim. Um, that's your jam, Ben. So in January we're coming with our first look for the next two weeks for our first "I Like Books" episode of our top five our top five fiction of all time. That's going to be a fun little thing to do. So, everybody have a great day. The Gospel is a great book. It's been a fun year reading with you. We're going to keep on reading over on the new channel. I like books. God bless you. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. Bye. Mm-hmm. <laughs>